Hello, my love, and welcome to this messy, beautiful life, the podcast. My name is Erin, and I am so, so happy to have you here. I'm a coach and mindset mentor, a recovering overthinker, an imperfect human on a journey of growth, joy, and healing, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. This podcast will explore concepts of self-development, spirituality, and harnessing our brain-body-soul connection for powerful growth and healing. It's my intention to use this space to change the narrative that says, if you are healing, you are broken, because it's just simply not true. The way I see it is that growth and healing is at the heart of us continuing to rise and evolve as humans. So if you are someone on a journey of personal growth and healing, whether it be right at the beginning or currently leveling up and really living the fact that the inner work is never truly done, then you're in the right place. And so my love, let's learn, grow, share and raise our consciousness together through the power of vulnerability and storytelling. I'm so ready for this and I hope you are too. So let's go. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of This Messy Beautiful Life. I am coming to you today from the Philippines. We have arrived, we arrived hmm, almost two weeks ago now. Um, If you follow along on Instagram, you may know we had a rather unfortunate incident where we ended up in hotel quarantine for five days. Um, due to some recently changed rules around uh, what fully vaccinated means in the Philippines. Um, I'm not going to get too bogged down in that. It was okay. It was very shocking when we arrived to discover that news, um, especially given it's been four years, no, three years, sorry, since uh, we've been here, since Robert's seen his family. They've never met Bella, and so... There was a fair few expectations happening about what that reunion would be like and to have that delayed by five days was pretty shocking. Um, And also, yeah, what is a pretty seemingly stupid and nonsensical rule? And that thing kind of continued throughout the hotel quarantine, but it happened. We survived. Um, Bella was a trooper, thankfully, and now we are safely in the province. We are in the mountains. Um, about a six or so six or seven hour drive from Manila um, in the family home and just really enjoying Bella getting to know her Filipino family spending time with her cousins running around living her best life Um, and we are just yeah taking it pretty easy settling into life now we went on an adventure yesterday to the waterfalls which was beautiful if you want to see some of the pictures I posted some on Instagram um, and I'm sure you'll see them popping up but yeah it's just it's beautiful and it's lovely to be here uh, with family as well. So what I want to talk to you about today is living an intentional as fuck life right. So Uh, This is something that I have been reflecting a lot on lately and when I've been stopping and thinking about, you know, what I've achieved in the last few years, um, even what we've achieved um, since we've packed up our house and come traveling. And when I think about all of the different iterations of me and the different iterations of the work that I've done, which as we know is evolving and changing all of the time, When I stop and I think about it, the thing that I am most proud of and get the most feedback about is the fact that 
people admire how I do things my way, that I am following my heart and my intuition to do what's right for me, uh, even when it might be scary, like this trip, um, or might not make sense to other people. And it's not just now that I get that feedback. I've had that feedback um, since I quit my job. Um, since I left my big corporate six-figure salary, fancy title job four years ago now, I think. I keep getting, I'm terrible with dates. Um, you know, that I just said no to that life that although was success on paper, just wasn't for me um, anymore anyway. I mean, I think it probably never was, but um, it certainly served a purpose. I learned so much. And, you know, sometimes we've got to do things that are not right for us to know that they're not right for us. Um, if I were to reflect on, you know, I've, I've shared the story. I've got a blog post on it. You can see it all through, you know, you can hear it in the first episode about um, what happened and how kind of I wasn't listening to the signs of those, of my intuition back in that time. And it's in those, these four years that I've really created this next version of me that is going to keep evolving and changing, but I've done it through healing myself through a framework that I've developed over those times, a framework that I've developed through my 20 years of working with people and supporting them in their work and their life and the work that I've done um, with my one-on-one clients as well. So I wanted to talk to you about it today and talk about what the things are that I think are so important to living an authentic as fuck life and no authentic. I said authentic. Oh, maybe that's a Freudian slip. Authentic is so connected to intentional, authentic and intentional, let's say, uh, because the two are so strongly linked and tied together. They really do go hand in hand. I probably have just steered a bit away from authenticity because I think it's a word that we've maybe overused, not that it takes away from well, it started to take away from its power, maybe not that it should, because um, it's one thing that actually even I've been teaching authenticity for years and years and years, like in my leadership programs back when I was working in corporate, it is such a core part. And but I don't think when I was teaching it earlier on, I had a full enough suite of tools to help people who were struggling with their authenticity, particularly in a corporate environment, to really understand what authenticity was. So Let's just start with, I guess, I'm going to give you a framework. And this framework itself is actually from my new four-week program called Reset. Uh, I'll talk to you a little bit more about it in um, at the end of the episode. But this framework is the framework that I've used myself. It's the framework I've used with my clients. And it's the framework that we're going to be using within Reset but it's a framework that anybody can use. And the thing that I was just saying the other day in my email newsletter um, to my email list is you can do this work yourself. You don't need to do this work within a program or with me. I have done it predominantly on my own, getting support in along the way, but I haven't had anyone teach me this framework. This is my framework. You can do it on your own. I love to work with people who don't necessarily need to work with me, but want to work with me and want to get the results in a shorter period of time and in a supported way, because that's the difference between getting the support in a program like this and doing it yourself is that it's going to take you longer and you're going to have to have a lot of trial and error along the way, which is not a bad thing. But if you've been someone that wants quick results 
or you're someone that's been procrastinating on this a little bit thinking that you want to live a more connected more intentional life but you haven't known how it might be time to just get some support and actually get some help and make it happen so let's talk about this framework so the first thing um, to think about is connection to yourself. So for me, this is the core of any personal development work. It's the core of any healing work. Um, it's the core of spiritual work. Who are you really? And when I say really, I'm talking about who are you underneath the layers of conditioning that we've gone through, the things we've been told that we are, the things that we've led to believe that we need to be, that we should be. Um, who are you deep in your soul outside of the roles that you play, um, you know, whether it be parent or whether it be boss or whether it be employer, friend, fur parent, all of those things are not who we are, they're roles that we play. And sometimes those roles actually consume us and they become how we identify ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those roles are important. They are what nurtures us. They're what, you know, we, relationships are so important to us. But when we become those things, when we introduce ourselves as a ex you know, like I used probably used to introduce myself as the senior leader da, 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 or the director of blah, 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 blah. That is a role that you play. It forms part of who you are, but it is not who you are at your core. So there's a couple of tools that I recommend using for this work to really understand who you are. There's lots of them out there. Um, the first one that I think is a really core and basic uh, one is something I've been using for a very long time, and that is understanding your personal values. It's understanding the things that really are at your core, the things that you truly believe in and the things that really are satisfying to you, the really core being parts of you. Uh, I do have a personal values worksheet that you can purchase. If you would like, you can go to my, the shop in my website. Uh, but there is a lot of information out there on the internet about personal values as well. So if you're someone that's wanting to do a bit of DIY on this, starting with a personal values exercise can be really helpful. So there's lots of other, you know, profiling tools, other things like strengths assessments you can also do that are free, that are good things to kind of form pieces of the puzzle about who you are. And I've done a lot of those over my time, particularly in my corporate life. But one thing that I have found to be so powerful, and if you're a long-term listener, you will have heard me talk about this a number of times, about the power of human design. Uh, it is what has been described as a combination of Myers-Briggs and astrology. So it brings together lots of things. Um, there's a lot of rigor behind it. And basically it's a system that helps us understand our energy type uh, based on our birth data. And there's a whole, whole raft of information that we can find out about, you know, our strategy, the best way for us to work. The, it's about energy types. So the best way for us to use our energy, the best way for us to work, the best way for us to structure things. And um, you can go back and check out the must the episode with Nicole Towers that I did it was one of the earlier episodes um that's all about human design if you're wanting to learn more about what it is specifically but 
having this information at my fingertips has been so helpful for me. I know that it's been so, so helpful for so many people to really understand what's happened to us along the way. It talks about conditioning, which I've already started talking about and I talk about a lot. We will dig into in the reset program but we have a natural way of being and often along the way we've been conditioned to be completely different so that's the first step um, of the framework is reconnecting to who you are really as i said foundational work and if you can you know this work is not linear they don't necessarily go step by step and build on one another in the program they will be week upon week so they will in that way this work is never done you've heard me talk about that too so we're always learning and evolving and growing and changing the way that we are who we are and how we show up so this is ongoing work but if you're someone that's at a starting point or at a point of hitting that reset button and wanting to go back then starting with connection to self is where you need to start the second part of um, the framework is about reframing. So this is where the mindset work comes in. This is the consciousness stuff. This is looking at what is holding you back from living your best life. So when I say mindset work, basically it's how your brain works, the things that happen consciously and unconsciously in our mind that shape who we are how we behave, how we show up in the world. So one of the key pieces of work that I always do, encourage people to do in this space and we'll be doing as part of Reset is around looking at our limiting beliefs. Now, if you haven't heard of this word, these words together before, I'll explain to you briefly what it is. Basically, we all hold a set of beliefs about the world, about how we see the world, um, and these have been shaped over time, uh, just as kind of, I guess, conditioning in some ways. And some of these beliefs are true. Some of them are helpful. And on the flip side, some of them are not necessarily true and are not necessarily helpful. So one really good example of limiting beliefs that we oft people often hold is around money. Uh, we learn from the home that we grow up in predominantly an attitude or a belief about money, either that money is scarce or in some cases that money is abundant. And whatever family unit you grew up in, whoever you were most exposed to as a child, their money beliefs are often passed on to us. So, and we don't realize that we have them. So they're so drip fed, they so build over time and we end up with these beliefs that until we do this type of work, we don't know that we have them. So one really good limiting belief that I had about money was that I needed to earn a regular income, that I needed to have sick pay and holiday pay and I couldn't possibly comprehend a life without that. Uh, please excuse me I just had to pause there and I'm really sorry if you could hear a screaming child in the background obviously um, as we live this digital nomad life things are less set up for perfection and we roll with the punches of 
a messy, beautiful life. And that includes uh, kids and dogs and all sorts of noise in the background. So I apologize if you can hear that or if you couldn't hear it, but now you can't unhear it because I mentioned it, but just wanted to call that out. So going back to these limiting beliefs, so this belief that I needed to have basically a regular income, that I couldn't comprehend how life would work without that, that how would I even take holidays um, without being paid while I was on those holidays? And it wasn't until I started my own business that I realized I really held this limiting belief. Um, and so it's through work that I've done and a lot of work. And as at each level, as we up level, as we start to earn more money, as we start to earn money in different ways, these beliefs come up for us in different ways. They show up for us. They show up as negative self-talk. And it's only through having these tools and having this awareness or the consciousness about these limiting beliefs and about the power of our mind to trick us and tell us things that are not necessarily true that allows us to actually work with that. So this piece around limiting beliefs, around understanding the things that limit us, that hold us back from living our best life. You know, when I started my business, I was focused so much on having the strategy, understanding my ideal customer. So, so important. Don't get me wrong. But the bit that was missing for me was making sure my mindset was right. And, you know, it really affects the way that you show up. It can affect the way you attract clients. It can affect, you know, when you feel, for example, that you're not worthy of earning money with ease. And that's another story that many of us have. You know, we've had this mantra of to earn good money, we have to work really hard. Those are the types of things that can be the big difference between success or not success or not as successful as we want or not achieving the things that we want in our business, for example. Now, these things don't just come up when we own our own business. These things show up for us in all sorts of ways, in all sorts of work environments. It's just the business examples are a really good one. Example of stepping outside the norm and doing something like going into business and not having a regular income are things that can be particularly triggering to this. So again, it's all just about having the awareness and the tools to be able to deal with these things. The other thing that I talk about in the program and that I would love to call out here is that limiting beliefs are not negative. I mean, they come to the point where we realize them, we have an awareness about them and we want to do some work to change them. And there's lots of different ways of doing that. But it's also really important to acknowledge that these limiting beliefs have in some way protected us. You know, they've been put in place, you know, our good old, the ego kicks in at times where, for example, we might be thinking about leaving our job. That's when our ego kicks in to try and keep us safe, to say, actually, no, like you can't do this or you're too old to do that or you're too young to do that or No one's going to want to employ you anyway, so you better not leave your job. Our ego working together with these ingrained beliefs that we have are things that have been done to keep us safe. It's just that now we've become aware of them, we realize that they're not necessarily in our best interest anymore. And one thing that I love to do and love to encourage my clients to do is to actually acknowledge them and thank them because it can be really confronting when we come across these beliefs firstly to go how did I not notice that I have these and to paint them as really negative negative. and again it's just about a reframe that says 
well, you know, they have served me in some way and I acknowledge you and I thank you for the way that you did protect me. But now I'm putting you away and I'm letting you go and I'm rewriting that belief. And it's just this piece around non-judgment as well because I think where we start to place you know labels on our beliefs as negative we automatically start to view ourselves as negative and can fall into blame and judgment for ourselves which is just not helpful in any kind of self-development work so the next part is around looking at your energy so how do you manage your energy how when is your best when are you most energetic what are you energized by what lights you up and this is where we can link back to our human design but also just looking at things that we know about ourselves that where are we a morning person are we an afternoon person do we need to do work sprints like using a pomodoro um, kind of methodology to get things done when is the best time to do creative work when is the best time to do life admin or things that are less energizing so it's a different way you know i know in the past where people look at things like productivity and time management and for me i could never quite put my finger on why that didn't work uh, for me or why it didn't seem quite right i mean there's definitely elements of looking at how we manage our time but time is a finite resource whereas our energy is not our energy is renewable uh you know we can feel energized after taking a walk outside we feel energized after sleep you know there are natural things in our body that mean that we have less energy towards the end of the day generally speaking and we need to sleep to re-energize but we have the power and the control to actually change that so Again, this has been such a big change that I've seen in other people and also in myself where we acknowledge that we have this pool of energy that is unique to us, that is not the same as the person next to us, particularly when it comes to our human design types. And we can see that some people have this sacral, seemingly never-ending source of energy, whereas others like projectors need to rest much more often. It's about, again, having access to this information. Knowledge is power. And also understanding that we have a power to choose. We have a power to choose when we do certain types of work. We have the power to choose that, you know, if we wake up tired one day, that there's ways of energizing ourselves during the day that may or may not involve caffeine, but may involve moving our body. Um, There may be times where we're feeling anxious or you know a bit dysregulated in our nervous system where we actually need to slow down so it might be a meditation Uh, it might be actually taking a nap so again reclaiming our power when it comes to our own energy and knowing that not everybody perhaps not many people are designed to work in straight eight hour shifts that involve sitting at a desk or whatever it may be 
and just working, 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 working without taking into consideration our capacity. So the examples that I've given there have been predominantly related to like a workday situation, but don't necessarily have to be. You know, there's been times where I know like I'm out with my family, for example, and it's been a day that we've planned something and I'm not feeling great within myself. I have a certain amount of power to actually do something about that. I may not be able to completely shake the feeling of maybe if I'm feeling a bit lethargic or the opposite, maybe I'm feeling a bit hyped, I'm a bit anxious, a bit dysregulated. I can't necessarily completely turn that around, but I do have tools within my toolkit to be able to try and manage it. Firstly, to even just be able to voice it, but to actually be able to manage it and really try and work with the energy that I have. So I think this is so important. I know um, it's a missing piece for a lot of people in a lot of instances and everything is energy, right? It also includes things like the environment that we're in and paying attention to that environment and what that does to our energy. So that's all about how you leverage your energy and how you show up your way. And the last kind of step of this framework is around redefining. So what does success look like? So this is something that I've talked about for a very long time. It's something that's been that I see a lot in a lot of people. I can see it in myself. I've been in this situation where we absorb or we take on an external version of success that has been sold to us as being the only version of success. Um, in my case, it was a six-figure salary, a big title, a company car, lots of clothes. I never was really into designer clothes, but I had lots of them. Shoes. Um, I ate a lot of at a lot of good restaurants and drank a lot of wine and. You know, that was something that although I didn't have the relationship that I wanted, everything else in my life looked picture perfect on paper, you know, and yet there was this, there was a lot missing in me, you know, there was this piece of why doesn't this feel enough? Why, if I've ticked all these boxes and achieved all these things that I wanted to achieve, why do I still feel empty? Why do I still, you know, why am I not sleeping? Why am I still thinking about work hours after I've left? And it was just this realization eventually that the version of success that I'd strived so hard to reach, that was what I thought I wanted, actually wasn't me at all. And where this links back to this, that very first question that I asked about who are you really, when our identity is so tied to what we do and the roles that we play and how we've defined success, that's where there's a lot of unpacking to do, a lot of healing to do. And I think where having the support of other people really comes in handy. So in this context, it's about thinking, going back, okay, what do I, who am I? What are the things that have been holding me back? How do I best show up? And in that context, what does success look like? Does success look like doing all of those things and having the things that I have, but also 
starting a pottery class you know and that might seem really simple but we start with small simple steps you know I'm not an advocate for people doing things my way I'm not sitting here saying it would be crap if I was saying to you my version of an intentional as fuck life an authentic life paving my own path and creating my own version of success is not going to look like yours god I hope yours doesn't look like mine Um, I mean, if it does, that's great. Let's hang out. But the chances of that happening identically, very, very small. Um, But also, too, I want to talk about the fact that we make, we start with making small change. You know, I, yes, I had a big dramatic kind of leaving of my job and starting my business and going traveling, but there were smaller decisions that I'd made prior to that and along the way in connecting to my intuition in starting to listen to those little niggles and nudges that were the smaller steps that I took towards that. I needed to make a big break. I needed something dramatic to happen because I hadn't really been listening to the signs. And so I'm also a huge advocate for if you're hearing this and you're not at crisis point, now is a beautiful time to act. It's a beautiful time to start doing this work because I probably left it a little bit too late and, you know, nothing is ever unfixable and here I am living an intentional as fuck life with my family in another country not knowing where we're going to next living out of a suitcase and loving it that's not that's i'm exactly where i need to be and you will be exactly where you need to be too so if now doesn't feel like the right time that's okay too if you want to take what you've heard in this podcast and just start to work through it yourself that's okay too it will just take you longer and if you're willing to take that longer time cool if you want to fast track it if you want to come along with another group of with a group of awesome people on a similar journey, if you want to soak up all of the wisdom I have to share and you want to do it in this four week period. And of course, four weeks is not going to solve everything, but it is going to accelerate your transformation. It is going to get you hitting the ground running. We are going to do deep work. Uh, We are going to reflect on what has got you to where you are and use some really awesome tools to flip that around and get you on the track of really understanding what it means for you to live an intentional life, what your unique path is, how you follow your heart and your intuition. And that is the transformation that is being offered in this program. And you get to come along and do it with me and other awesome people. What happens as a result of living an intentional as fuck life? So you obviously end up doing things that light your soul on fire. Not every day is amazing. It's not this picture perfect thing. It's not a magic bullet. It takes work. But the things that I've seen happen, um, I was speaking about this on Instagram the other day. So the first thing is that people often talk about being brave. And what comes as a result of doing this work is maybe it looks like bravery. It doesn't mean you don't feel fear. Um, Like some things are scary, like packing up our home and coming traveling with no definitive plan was scary. There were moments where I doubted what we were doing. But at each point, I was able to come back to this framework, this framework of who I am, what I know makes me happy and what I'm looking for in this stage of my life. So you get to feel the fear and do it anyway because you know that you've got 
the support of yourself sitting behind it. You, I, you trust yourself. You will trust yourself more because you know who you are and you've done the work and you know what works for you. Not like before where I was floating around, I didn't know what I was doing, I didn't trust myself enough and so making decisions was much harder. The other thing that will happen is that you'll find it much easier to use your voice uh, again because you know yourself, you know what you stand for, you know what you believe in and you will just find it much easier to be able to speak your truth. Um, you will f- it, again, it doesn't mean it's not scary to do it. It doesn't mean it's not worrying to potentially alienate people because they may not like what they hear. But again, you know, the ability to feel the fear and do it anyway is much greater because you know who you are. You know what's right for you. You know what you stand for. And the other thing that happens is that relationships change. And maybe this is not a selling point. It's it's something that I've talked about a lot. You, people may, people are often <laughs> challenged by the changes that you make. Um, sometimes they don't like it. Sometimes friendships go in different directions because you've changed. Um, sometimes people don't like what you stand for anymore because it's different it possibly challenges them and maybe it's just been that you haven't been speaking your truth for a long time and suddenly doing so and you standing in your power causes challenges for them or causes challenges for your relationship but again it's acknowledging that that relationship was important for a period of time and honoring and respecting that and not necessarily thinking that it's a bad thing um but you know the beautiful friendships that are meant to be will make it through those that support you will support you no matter what those that are meant to be in your life that love you and want the best for you will still be there for you and you will open yourself up to a whole new circle of like-minded people who also have similar ways of being and understand you understand this new version or this next version of you um so those are kind of the couple of things that i wanted to point out about what will happen what happens when you live an intentional as fuck life that when being authentic when you're being yourself when you truly know who you are where you understand how your mind works how you can use your body how we can use energy around us to actually help you be the best version of you and then you get to rewrite what success looks like you get to write that story like you don't have to live an ordinary life that's not what we're here for you get one shot at this life so why not give it the best you possibly can so I hope this has been helpful I hope you have loved it I'm so so passionate in case you can't tell about this topic if your interest has been piqued and you would really love to find out more about reset I'll pop in the show notes the link to the page on my website it's under group programs and you can find out more information about it there and sign up it's super easy Um, it is for the what I think is a bargain price or a really accessible price anyway I know that for some people 
investing in themselves is a big deal but it's 333 Australian dollars in total if you need to do a split payment plan we can do three payments of $111 if you need to access the payment plan just message me and we will make that happen for you the reason why I say it's a really awesome price I mean I hope it's obvious based on the type of information I've just given you about this framework and how transformative it can be but this is work that was previously only available to do with me in my one-on-one coaching containers which is a much more high ticket offer um, and you know much more less less accessible but I've been feeling really called to do more group work I'm not currently offering one-on-one coaching at the moment and I feel like this is going to be a beautiful way to deliver this work to for it to be hugely transformational to individuals and to also have that support of a group of like-minded people going through similar challenges as well and really wanting to do that work of connecting to ourselves um, and to one another as well and that is really powerful so if this has resonated with you you'd love to fast track this reconnection to yourself and just hit that reset button jump onto the website send me a dm if you want to have a chat about it and let's make this happen let's hit reset baby all right i'm going to sign off now and go spend some time with the fam in this beautiful tropical country uh, i hope that you are taking care of yourself uh, particularly those in the southern hemisphere who are currently still suffering through winter i hope you're keeping warm um, I hope my friends in the Northern Hemisphere are enjoying your summer and I will speak to you very, very soon. Much love. Oh, and I'm just jumping back in to say because I forgot in my excitement that Reset kicks off in September. So you have until the end of August to get yourself signed up for the four-week program and we're going to kick off in September. The calls will be live calls. There's four 90-minute calls, all recorded, so you can go back and access it later or if you can't make it to the live call. You'll also have a Voxer group where we'll be connecting with one another in between calls. And this is a great way to connect with other people and also continue embedding our learnings, as well as all sorts of guides, resources, reflection kits, meditations that you'll have access to for a lifetime as well as the recordings as well. So... If you want to jump in let's do it all together in september okay signing up now